Today's sponsor for TFE is brought to you by Amazon's Audible.com service, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio. And hello again, everybody. This is James Strength Navarro, your humble host and narrator for TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored, our second episode. It is Saturday, November 7th. We're also covering the following day, which is Sunday, November 8th. As of recording this, there's a few things to talk about, and we are definitely here to talk about those things. Number one, I want to say, first of all, thank you to those of you who actually seeked out the uh, launch of the TFE Radio Network last week, a week ago on Halloween, uh, Halloween night to be exact. Thank you very much to everyone who's listened and given your feedback and have joined me on social media. Again, we'll give out those links throughout the, uh, I would say, at the, towards the end of the show again. I want to say thank you to those of you that have been listening all over the world to this point. It's been a very... Uh, interesting week and a very exciting week because finally this network has been finally finally and it's the big word finally being uh you know that we've gotten a chance to come to you and and speak to you and i get a chance to speak to you and as i said loan me your ears because i have a lot to say i will only speak when i have something to say and i'm going to be doing it throughout this particular show and of course tfu radio trinidad and tfu radio wrestling you know i've got nothing but positive feedback thankfully we can continue that train of positivity going and that mindset but let's get into things because as you know the big 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 news and the biggest news right now as of this morning there is finally a new United States president that will be taking office in January of 2021, and that is former vice president under the Obama administration, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has won a fair and square election over Donald Trump, and now Donald Trump's reign on top of the United States administration and the presidency is over. It's finally over, and the uh it's been a very tumultuous four years to say the least uh trump is no longer going to be the president as of january 2021 once biden has been sworn in uh, i remember when this entire thing has been going on this whole uh, presidency um it's been nothing but bad it, it really has been bad uh I, Trump has a lot of his supporters, as we know. Uh, I, I'm not sure why. Uh, I've heard things like, you know, he's a good businessman. This that, and the thing is, this is not a business. The United States presidency is not a business. You can do business, and yes, you will do business with other countries and within the country. But at the end of the day, this is not a business. This is, you're running 
the country and you're the leader of the free world, so to speak. So I don't want to get into getting uh, into this, this, this mode of bashing Trump, but he was by far the worst president of the United States ever, ever. And that's saying a lot because there's been some pretty bad ones. And I'm Canadian, so I get a, uh, I get a, a sort of an outsider look of, like a lot of us do, of what we are seeing with this presidency and what it takes to be a president. And I almost equate it to being um, a successful professional wrestler. When you're a successful professional wrestler, there's a checklist of things that would make you successful. Do you engage with your audience? Do you Does your, your character resonate? Are you a good speaker? Are you a good in-ring worker? A good in-ring wrestler? Can you basically, as they say, uh, draw the attention and hold your attention of the audience? Can you talk people into the building because you're a good speaker? President of the United States is basically a checklist of a lot of those things. Are you a great speaker? What are your agenda? Are you have the good intentions? Are you uh, going to be coming in and trying to uh, make positive changes without a whole lot of negative resistance? Are you going to be a, a presence and a figure that people can look up to? Are you a stoic figure? Are you a boring figure? Like, what are you? Donald Trump was a terrible speaker. He treated everything as nothing but vague and obscure and would just make very generic references to things. He would not get into anything. He would say very controversial things that made no sense. And a lot of people felt that it was rhetoric. It was propaganda. It was him pushing his own brand, his own, his own generic uh, outlook on things. And his presidency was a giant failure. It is what it is. And I know there's going to be a lot of people probably going to say a whole lot of stuff, but I always found it funny that the people who supported Trump were people who supported him when he was on The Apprentice because he was entertaining on The Apprentice, or they saw him as the uh, the entertaining real estate mogul. At the end of the day, that's what he was. He was an entertaining real estate mogul. Had he had been more for the people, had he had not been so controversial, misogynistic, racist, and just an open, just ridiculous buffoon, he would have actually been one of the most popular and one of the most effective and efficient U.S. presidents of all time. But he chose to be just a Neanderthal. And it, it is what it is. I mean, you can come, and, come after me, say whatever you want, but you need to come with the facts. Uh, a lot of people, even after I had posted my, um, my basically my congratulations to Biden, it was nothing but positivity, give or take one person, one person. Uh, this presidency uh, was terrible. Biden becoming the new United States president is a breath of fresh air. And it's been nothing but positive for his win because it was, I, I wouldn't say a landslide, but it was pretty, it was pretty. You know, it was a pretty dominant win. Let's just say that. Uh, I think people wanted Trump to be out. I think people were done with him. People in his own administration were done with him a long time ago. Uh, he just had nothing but a lot of troubles. And, you know, his supporters could spin their tails and spin their wheels that, you know, oh, you know, everybody was out to get him and this, that, and that. No, he didn't do himself any favors. 
let's just be real he just did not do himself any favors whatsoever and it just blew up in his face i think he even thought that when he decided to run that he was going to come in and make changes because he did not like how president obama was doing things and the first thing he did was before he even became the president or when he got into office it was just a long chain of fuck-ups and it was what it was and then you're going to tell other countries that you're going to like for mexico for example you're going to tell them that you're we're going to build the wall and you're going to pay for it no no you like you you can't use the bullying business tactics on another country mexico is a powerful country you're going to tell them that they're going to build the wall because you say so they didn't want that wall but you're going to enforce your will on them you know this u.s patriotic pride on them that yeah you're going to do this or else no it wasn't going to happen that way you know there was just too much bad shit that happened under this man's presidency and under his watch and just you know there was no there was no significant changes i always thought that it was funny also that he was the one who coined the phrase fake news and yet everything he did was fake there was no actual solid evidence of him doing anything that was positive for the united states of america or any other country in regards to free trade or doing anything um, in uh, you know um, in any type of connection with any other country there was nothing there was nothing at all not a single thing you could point to not a single thing he just helped a lot of people who were his friends his buddies you know gave tax cuts and tax breaks to the you know well off and it came out uh, towards the end there of his presidency because it is done that uh, you know he hadn't paid any taxes or he had paid a uh, like a really small amount of, of obscene taxes like obscenely low taxes so to speak I mean there's just a long laundry list it's four years of just just unbelievably obscene negativity that came from this man and i me personally i've never cared i've never really cared for trump i really did not care for him at all i think i might have tried to read one or two of his out his books in which he gives business advice and things of that nature and i didn't really get anything out of it except for a couple of things like you know if you're going to nail somebody to the wall when you're doing a business deal with them then that's that's kind of what i got out of it you're going to nail someone to the wall and make them wish that they didn't try to fuck you over or they they know that you mean business type of thing but that's just it it was just like bullying tactics just put on paper at that time uh, i was never a friend i was never i i didn't i didn't really understand the appeal except for he just was um you know he was just a guy who was um you know he was well off when he first started and then he became a celebrity real estate mogul and that's it and he owned uh trump plaza hotel and casino trump towers trump international you know mar-a-lago his place that he likes to go to all the time um you know all these things that he sort of was known for was the only thing that i saw uh, i believe i had seen a um like a short documentary it was almost like a a lifestyle of donald trump type of thing from a number of years ago where it was like all the businesses that he does including trying to brand his own uh 
form of water, like uh, regular bottled water and just slapping his name on it and his likeness. You know, everything was a money grab. Uh, but again, if you look into his business dealings, you would see that he's been, uh, aside from the real estate, he's been a failure in everything else. But again, that's my opinion, and it's based off of the facts. This is public knowledge. And you know, when you're going at it with everybody from Rosie O'Donnell to Bill Maher to, you know, LeBron James, I mean, Le the LeBron James, just to because I never got a chance to say this out loud to anybody, and I'm saying it to you now, the listener. LeBron James was called an idiot from Donald Trump or something to that effect. How is LeBron James an idiot? LeBron James is such an idiot that he decided to make his own school and help the less fortunate and employ people who deserved a job and also help the needy, help children that were underprivileged. He's an idiot for that? So I just thought that that was just so ridiculous that you're going to speak to... Uh, a, a prominent figure uh, in our sports, in our uh, celebrity dumb, if that's even a word, it's not a word, I just made it up, I don't give a fuck, but anyway, uh, it's just like you went after everybody, and where did it get you? You had almost every other celebrity, every other real celebrity, every other entertainer, sports figure, politician, you know, uh, you know, political pundit, you know, newscasters, sportscasters, uh, you know, actual stations, you know, you turned on everyone, everyone thought that you were just a complete joke, CNN, you know, CNN has been known to have some controversial views, but nothing like Fox, but even they were like, you know, we're done with this guy, and he turned on everybody, you know, as uh, Bill Maher would say, he was poop tweeting, you know, that's all he ever cared about was being on Twitter and just ranting and raving. And look how he did the last few days that this election was being uh, basically uh, put to bed and the, the final count was coming through. He was filing lawsuits and, you know, it's a fraud and this, that, and the third. He was losing. He was losing the entire time. He not once was ahead of anything. It was projected that he was going to win certain states, but Biden was just too much. Joe Biden was just too much, and, you know, I'll get to Biden in a second, but at the end of the day, Trump was just making every excuse in the book to save face for his supporters. Oh, it was a fraud. Oh, I'm being cheated. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Oh, you know, we won this election. We won this election. No, you didn't. You lost fair and square. It wasn't a landslide, but you, he lost by far. You needed 270 electoral votes. Biden, by the last count, ended up with 280, 290 at the last time I checked. He, he smoked Trump in this election. It is what it is. He ran a good election. Now, say what you want about Biden. And I know there's the one person I did mention said something completely off the wall, ridiculous, conspiracy shit. But at the end of the day, you know, you could say, yeah, you know, Biden's not the greatest speaker. You know, he's not the greatest talker, this, that, and the third. But let's just remember something. Biden has actual experience being a politician, successful experience, give or take, whatever your opinions may be of him, he actually has that experience. Obama had the experience. Remember, Biden comes from under eight years of being the United States vice president to arguably one of the most popular presidents and most effective, one of the most effective, I won't say the most effective, but one of the most effective, positive presidents of all time. 
one of the greatest speakers of all time and one of the most prominent figures in politics and in the United States presidency in Barack Obama. Biden comes from the, I wouldn't say the learning tree, I, he, he comes from that umbrella of, uh, of, of Obama and he watched this man conduct himself in the best way possible. Did I agree with everything that Obama did? No, but I would say he did more good than bad. You can't say anything different. And uh, President Biden, which sounds very cool and very nice to say now, was under that umbrella and, and garnered a lot of things from watching President Obama do his thing and run the country and speak to people with respect. Unfortunately, I did see something at the end here uh, in the last couple of weeks that uh, Michael Moore had put in his documentary uh, Fahrenheit 11.9, which was the date that uh, Donald Trump had become the United States president. It, it was almost like a sequel to Fahrenheit 9-11. But this was about Donald Trump winning the uh, United States presidency back, uh, what was it, 2016, 2017, whatever it was. And just the controversy that surrounded that and all the points that he was pointing out. There was a moment there where... Of course, you know, Michael Moore, as you know, if you don't know, he is from, from Flint, Michigan. And there is a part in the documentary where he speaks about Flint, Michigan, and the uh, the individual there who was, I guess, the mayor or something of Michigan. And he was basically, uh, just to save money or to make money, he had contaminated, uh, he had allowed um, the the pipeline of the water for the people in Flint and different parts of Michigan to be switched in which contaminated water was now making everybody sick in Flint, Michigan and different parts of Michigan. And it was a money grab type of thing. And this was one of, lo and behold, one of uh, Donald Trump's friends in which he was basically endorsing and supporting him. I didn't like this part where Obama comes to uh, Michigan, Flint, I believe it was, and he sits down and he's like, can you get a glass of water? And he's basically almost mocking the people. I didn't like that part. I just saw it like, why would you do something like that? Because I always thought that Obama was just a, a stand-up guy. And I believe he still is. I believe he is a stand-up guy. But at the end of the day, to do something like that under the belief that the situation in Flint and Michigan and Flint, Michigan and different parts of Michigan with the water situation and this corrupted politician there, the mayor or whatever he was, had that under control and had it fixed was was the right move. Because at some point the heat was so much on that particular uh, individual. I can't remember what his name is. It doesn't really matter, but he was just corrupted and he had to be forced to change the pipeline back to where it originally was so that the people of Flint and other parts of Michigan can get clean water because there was just too many cases of people being sick. I just thought that it was just an ill taste for Obama to show up there because I saw the footage in the documentary. I looked into it a little bit more and I said, you know what, that's, that, that's bullshit. You shouldn't be doing something like that because you're almost mocking people and people were looking at you as the as, as, as the United States president who, um, or, or, you know, like looking at you as like this figure that uh, people wanted to speak to and wanted to voice their, 
their their concerns over the situation and this particular individual who's running everything in Michigan. I just thought that that was just an ill, poor taste. But of course, now we've seen later on, as I had mentioned, that Trump, this was one of Trump's um, friends as well. So, I mean, you know, you could say good and bad about anybody who's in politics. I mean, but what this, just to put this in a bit of a nutshell, what this U.S. election did was really show even more so how, I don't know what it could be. Maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's just the isolation being in home or the strict rules of you know distancing or whatever the case. This has added more fuel to the fire of people's hostility. Now, I will get to hostility at the end um, in the third segment of this show. It's unfortunate that we are seeing too many people voicing their opinions in a negative way and that they're coming after going out of their way like this one particular individual i'm speaking about is someone who i knew for a long time decided to spew all his conspiracy stuff and i just sort of you know lightly tapped him and then that was the end of that but uh it was just like the trump supporters are silent I mean, right now, we don't know if they're going to be silent later on. But the point is, is that this election brought out a lot of ugly and a lot of people who have been otherwise quiet on social media. But at the end of the day, say what you will, President Obama, who congratulated his friend and the individual who stood beside him for those eight years, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris, who just, she made a lot of history just with her being a part of this winning team. Um, And because she's a winner herself, I believe. You may not agree with all her politics. You may not agree with, you know, some of the things that she may have said in the past or whatever the case may be, but she's one of the, she's, you know, she's set a lot of um, new trends here. She's the first female United States vice president, you know, and she is, the first, I believe, the first West Indian um, in in office, in, in, in that high of office in the United States presidency. She's the first woman, the first West Indian, the first, uh, uh, ha- you know, East Indian, you know, this, that, and the third. Congratulations to her as well. But I, it's going to be interesting to see what the next four years will bring. Uh, again, you may not like Biden, but I think anything was better than Trump. Let's be real here. Donald Trump can now put on his resume that he was the United States president for four years. Like I said, albeit very tumultuous, it's now a part of his resume. He's now a part of history. He's now he's now considered uh, a former United States president. I think, as I was about to get to this point earlier, is that... I think he ran for a publicity stunt. I don't think he actually thought he was going to win. And I think once he won, I think he was like, I fucking won. Uh, what do I do now? I think he was way in over his head. Uh, he had no ideas. He had no idea what he was doing. And he, I think he just tried to... Uh, he be, just came a ranting baby the entire time. And he just became a pariah. And I think he lost a lot of his supporters as well, but he gained a lot of supporters just because of who he was before he became the United States president. 
The problem is, is that he became the United States president and he stopped being looked at as the businessman, at least the people who were, you know, really focusing and really, you know, awake during this entire four years that he was in office. It's different. Yes, in office, when you're the president, you do business. You do business within your country, you do business for the country, you do business with other countries. But this is not The Apprentice. This is not Trump Towers. This is not a big real estate deal. You are running, as they say, the free world, the United States of America. And he failed. He soundly failed. He obscenely failed. And it's just unfortunate because, you know, you can respect somebody who who does good for people, who does good for others and does good for, you know, for the culture, but, and does good for society. But what did he do? He didn't do anything for anybody and he didn't fix anything. The first mistake he made was before he even got into office, you know, the grab the pussy comments and all the shit that came out, you know, at the time uh, when he was going about to be president. When you look at the first thing that you see that happens is that now we have uh, Stormy Daniels comes out and she exposes Trump. Then you have um, Bannon and all these different people just basically either being fired or jumping ship. You know, when you start to see your administration flying apart and then there was the uh, more recently the impeachment, there was all these different things that happened. You knew that he was a sitting duck and he didn't do himself any favors. It's just unfortunate because, like I said, he could have been one of the greats had he had just focused on his agenda. But then again, he needed to have an agenda, and it looked like he had none. He didn't know what he was doing. As I said, he was way in over his head. But the first thing he wanted to do is, and you knew he was in trouble as soon as he got to this point, was that he started to badmouth President Obama before he even began to even think about running for president. You know, let's see his, his, his birth papers, let's see this, let's see that, this, that, and the third. But the contradictions started from there, you know. And I don't want to get into his kids and his wife and all that because I, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't need to go with there. I'm speaking about Donald Trump himself. When you start to badmouth somebody and you don't bring anything to the table, it's like if I come to you with a good idea and you shoot it down, I'm expecting you to have a better idea, but if you have no better idea, then you should have just kept your mouth shut. Because if you're not bringing anything to the table, guess what? My idea looks even better because you got nothing. And that's exactly what happened with Trump. Trump came to the table with all the hoopla, the hyperbole. He was a different person. He was a different candidate for this. It was Hillary Clinton. It was whoever else was running at the at the time. I think maybe Ron Paul too. I, I don't remember now, but you didn't come to the table with any better ideas. So when you're trying to disband Obamacare, which was actually starting to move in a positive direction for the people of the United States, and you start to disband, then you start to undo what President Obama did. You then wasted time. And then it was almost like he was hiding behind trying to disband everything and undo everything that Obama did. And he didn't push anything for himself, That his, his agenda. I always said that if you're going to become the United States president, 
it is a very thankless job you get into the office and if there was a set of fuck-ups that happened with the previous president in the case of george bush jr who was in office for eight years obama had to come into office had to clean up all of bush's messes and then still push his own agenda oh and not to mention within the first yeah a couple of years to like four years or so you then got a rerun for the same job that you already have and tried to get a second term so that it actually just gives you more time to push your agenda and to do some actual damage in your second term in office it's a thankless job and not to mention you only get i think it's four hundred thousand as 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 a united states president but then you get your endorsements and whatever whatever so you still become out like a millionaire but it's a thankless job you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't but if you come into office the way that trump did where he had nothing and it was just one long giant like farce then what do you expect you're going to have everybody coming at you you're going to have everybody going oh god you're terrible like what is it that you bring to the table he brought nothing to the table. Now, if this was a real estate deal, I'm sure he could bring a lot to the table because that's what he made his money on. But at the end of the day, this is the United States presidency. Again, I'm a Canadian, but I have observed a lot more of the United States politics and the way things work and the way things move than uh, I see with the Canadian side of things. You know, the Canadian side of things when it comes to politics, I'll tell you straight up, I think it's boring. And it's still, it's a little bit difficult to figure out, but it's a lot more interesting when we have our shit together as opposed to one person that you focus on in the United States as the leader, and that is the presidency. So give or take, you can choose what you think would be better. Canadian politics, U.S. politics. Now, mind you, I'm not going to talk a whole lot of politics on this show. Because this is such a huge story, and because Biden, Joe, President Biden, has become the new United States president, all I'm going to say now is that Biden is in, Trump is out. Trump was just terrible as the United States president. He was the worst president ever. Look, you know it's bad when you have a, an, an army, a war hero, who... Um, you know, John McCain, who says in his deathbed, I want you guys could come here, but I don't want him to come here, meaning Trump, to my funeral. That's bad. That's terrible. You know, but again, this is not to bash Trump. I'm sure Trump will land back on his feet, and I'm sure he will get some kind of good, you know, lucrative uh, contract for some realtor you know business deal i'm sure he's going to get that big huge payoff interview like much like how uh, uh richard nixon did at the time with um david frost i know eventually that trump will land back on his feet i think right now he needs to pull back and i think he needs to just blow off some steam you know go to his mar-a-lago do whatever and i think he needs to reinvent himself I really do. I think he needs to reinvent himself, and I think he needs to learn from what his mistakes were, because he had some very glaring mistakes in his his office and his term, and I think he should come back and, and, and humble himself. I really do. You know, he's in his 70s. He's well into his 70s. I think he needs to get back into shape. I think he needs to just, you know, maybe lose some weight, because if you, they always say that when you lose weight, 
and you exercise and you get yourself back into shape you know your mind gets worked into this machine and then your mind becomes an even greater machine or if you don't take care of yourself you know they say you know the mind you know you um your mind and your body your body is a temple if you don't take care of it properly then you know you're basically desecrating your body you know what i mean and uh, i think he needs to just work on himself work on himself physically mentally emotionally spiritually and just humble himself and come back better than ever i i i do see that trump will come back in a way that i hope will be humble and he will say and admit that he made a lot of mistakes and probably even apologize to a few people uh, but if he doesn't then well he's just that angry you know curmudgeon that we all thought him to be in the last four years so i mean he could go either way with this but i think if you are in a, a, a supporter of trump or if you are a, a handler of his so to speak you will not try to be an, an enabler you would tell him straight like look you know, Donnie, <laughs> you are, uh, you don't need to, you shouldn't be saying that, or you shouldn't be doing that. You should be uh, this way now. You should be trying to focus and gain the people back and gain the people's uh, vote of confidence back, you know, because your businesses are going to hurt and suffer. And then you're going to end up in another bankruptcy, you know. As they say, the mind suffers, the body cries out. If he doesn't fix his mind, his heart, his soul, and everything, and look back on this last four years as a uh, giant mistake and a giant learning lesson, then I think he can kiss his businesses goodbye. Because no self-respecting businessman or woman or company or corporation will do business with a man who ruined the United States and ruined a lot of missed opportunities that could have helped a lot of people in need. And it's just unfortunate. So having said that, as I'm about to close off this first segment here, congratulations once again to President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. I hope and wish the best for them. It's going to be an interesting next four years to see what they can do. Uh, you know, they've made a lot of promises. They've made a lot of promises. So we'll see what happens. Let's see if everything pans out the way that they want. But then again, they've got to fix a lot of what Trump did too. So four years will not be enough, but uh, it will be interesting. And as I had put it on my post in the, on the wrestling term, if I could use that, for those of you who listen to TFV Radio Wrestling, if you're listening to this show, I wonder, as I'm thinking about the arm, as I'm the armchair quarterback you know, Tuesday morning wrestling booker. Who do you book Joe Biden to face in the main event of the presidential election in 2024? Who do you, like, who's left? You know, like, really, who is left? We have seen the Obama show. We've seen the Trump show. We've seen the Bush show. We've seen, you know, like the Clinton show. We've seen it. Who's left? I hope Bernie Sanders, as long as he stays healthy, and he's alive and well, and he stays as... Because uh, I really did want him to actually win this election. But, you know, he dropped out and he uh, he, he joined the Ob um, the Biden uh, side of things. Uh, I, I really had hoped that Bernie Sanders would have won. 
But uh, if he decides to run against Biden in uh, the next four years, that would be a real phenomenal race. I think it really would be a very phenomenal and I dare say a real honest race. But again, who's left? You know, who is left? Who else is out there? You know what I mean? Again, I'm not very adverse and very well informed with politics and who's who's the next up and coming uh, star in politics or in office or whatever the case may be. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Having said that, I think I will close this off. Good riddance to Trump. I hope that he finds a better life outside of this presidency and he does humble himself, as I said. He comes back and he comes back better than ever and he becomes more of a people person and more of a, a the people's champion and doing more for the people as opposed to being what he was in the last four years. And uh, good luck to President Biden and Kamala Harris. And we'll see what happens next. The next four years is going to be very, 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 very interesting. I'll tell you that much. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back after these messages. A word from our sponsor. Amazon's Audible service is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio. That's www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio and get started today. Welcome back, everybody, to TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored, Episode 2. This is our second segment. Unfortunately, I come to you with bad news. For those of you who have not heard, Alex Trebek of Double Jeopardy fame, the host for the last 37 years, has passed away at age 80. The cause of death is pancreatic cancer, in which he was fighting for the last 18 months. And he is no longer with us. May he rest in peace. It's unfortunate. Uh, he fought the good fight. And, you know, his age and his health and everything had taken a, uh, a toll on his fight. His, um, he's no longer with us. But uh, he, he, was really, he was really a big part of my uh, growing up. You know, like, you, there's certain people that when you are watching television or listening to music or watching movies or you know anything to do with entertainment or sports or any sort of prominent figure those individuals they stick with you and Alex was definitely one of those individuals you know always seeing him on on Jeopardy double Jeopardy um excuse me he was always on Jeopardy and you really really always sort of got that like warm feeling looking at him going this guy is like he's got his shit together he speaks well he's an entertaining host he's got an incredible command of of the camera of the audience of your attention and you know 37 years as the 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 host of this famous legendary game show i mean you know that was a that was a lifetime gig and he really, really ran with it. He, he was the man, the legend, you know, and just unfortunate now he's no longer with us. Um, you know, he had hosted a number of other game shows as well, including The Wizard of o- Odds, as opposed to The Wizard of Oz. 
Double Dare, High Rollers, Battle Stars, Classic Concentration, and To Tell the Truth. And, uh, you know, he made a number of uh, appearances in television as well, but where he played himself for the most part. But, uh, you know, he is a fellow Canadian. Uh, he was born in Sudbury, Ontario on July 22nd, 1940. Uh, he died at the age of 80 in his home in Los Angeles. And it's just unfortunate. Uh, you know, he was, um, I believe he had dual citizenship. He was uh, Canadian, born Canadian, as I said, in Sudbury, Ontario, uh, which is a suburb outside of Toronto. And he then moved over to the United States. Uh, his alma mater was University of Ottawa. And, uh, you know, he had started basically in the 60s, the early 60s. And, um, you know, he survived by his, his, his um, you know, his children, his family, um, you know, three children he had. And uh, he, he once uh, had gotten the Order of Canada, which is a high, high ranking honor uh, in this country. Uh, so... Just unfortunate, um, he had been contracted to host Jeopardy until 2022. So, I mean, you do the math. I think from 84 to 2022, that's, that's a long time to be hosting such a legendary show. But I mean, again, it was a lifetime gig. He was set for life. And it's not like he just did that. Like, as I mentioned before, he did a bunch of other things. But uh, I really was like I really was interested in seeing you know him on the show on Treperty because I didn't always watch the show I know it's it it was one of those like cult like following type of game shows but I always watched when I would I, he would catch my eye and he'd be on there I'd say hey there he is there's Alex you know he always and he had a unique name Alex Trebek it just sounded like a like a strong name as opposed to just being a strong uh you know game show name but uh yeah it's unfortunate um i don't know what else to say about this because i had heard at the time that when he had announced that he had the the uh the cancer the pancreatic cancer that he was going to fight and he did he was fighting he was doing better he was getting stronger you know, he said that he was not going to just lay down and just let this thing take him over. But, uh, he, you know, he really did do the, the the due diligence. He really took care of himself, from what I understand. And he did fight the good fight. It's just unfortunate, as I've been mentioning. I've, I've said it about a million times already, it feels like. But, um, you know, that's a tough, tough fight. You know, anything to do with cancer is a tough fight. But let's just say this. It's not just a, a catchy hashtag, but... It's, it's straight up, fuck cancer. You know, cancer has been taking out everybody. And the day that there is a legitimate, free and clear cure for that is going to be the day where finally we stop losing our loved ones, you know, our colleagues, you know, entertainers, sports figures and politicians and people from all walks of life and even children, unfortunately, even animals uh, to cancer. That will be the day that finally, you know, we can have, you know, everyone still around and 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 not lose any more people. But unfortunately, there's just such a high, high number of people throughout all these years, all these decades that have been uh, succumbed to uh, cancer. It's very rare that you find somebody that has actually survived it. 
usually it's a uh, to the it's usually addressed to the person's conviction their fight you know the medication the the early stages of catching it before it spreads you know that sort of thing but the day comes when that happens when we have no longer to report on someone that we love or someone that we followed in in entertainment or sports or whatever as i had mentioned is the day that we can just finally enjoy our loved ones and everybody that we really really want to have around us and be alive for a long time long life and great health cancer unfortunately is unless i'm wrong is the number one killer still to this day for everybody for our society for people um you know just it's terrible it is terrible i mean again myself you know there's not one person i don't know that um does not have someone or had someone that had um uh, lost their life to the uh lost their life to cancer uh you know and it's become such a part unfortunately of our everyday vernacular too like oh are you serious yes i'm i'm as serious as cancer like <laughs> You know, it's become such a thing now, and I hope that it becomes more of a thing to catch a, a cure and to combat and beat it where you're not basically being decimated because of the radiation trying to take care of it and this, that, and the other. I have had too many people close to me, some of which I've helped to take care of, that unfortunately have died of cancer, uh, and it's just just too many, too many, too many, too many. Too many people, um, too many of my family members, too many uh, friends and loved ones, colleagues have died from this uh, ultimate killer. So Alex Trebek is no longer with us. I hope that he's no longer in pain and that they said that he had gone quietly. Uh, the Jeopardy official Twitter had uh, put out that post. Uh, yesterday saying uh, excuse me today stating that uh, he had passed quietly in his home in Los Angeles uh, with family and friends around Um, so I guess that's the best way that he did not die in pain Um, he did not you know suffer at the end but I mean cancer does that to you it makes you suffer and it makes you pain in pain and all the time but uh yeah, he's no longer with us. Uh, this has been one kind of, one kind of strange year. But I mean, a lot of, I could just look at my Instagram for those of you who follow me on Instagram and look at the amount of people that have passed away. Prominent figures, that is. Some of the personal ones, I obviously I keep those a little bit more private. But you know, I celebrate individuals like Alex Trebek and you know other individuals who have passed on and you could just look at my instagram and see some of the prominent figures that i have uh, talked about and sort of saluted through my posts that have passed away uh, even during this pandemic so it's unfortunate as i said i mean that seems to be the buzzword right now for this segment but it is unfortunate and you know i just hope and pray that there is a cure for cancer i hope that we do not lose any more of our prominent figures i mean they always say that death is a part of life and they always say that what you do in between is 
what matters the most. But uh, Alex definitely left a huge impact on all of us. He was a part of my childhood growing up. He was a part of my teenage years growing up. He was a part of all your teenage years and all your childhood uh, memories growing up. And he was just a a stoic, you know, entertaining, uh, loving, happy-looking figure uh, for this legendary game show called Jeopardy. So, other than that, may he rest in peace, may he rest in internal paradise, Alex Trebek, hope he's in a better place, and once again, fuck cancer. We'll be back after these messages. A word from our sponsor. Why Amazon's Audible? Amazon's Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Be sure to use our unique URL at www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio to get started today. And we are back here for our third and final segment of TFE radio on Cut and Uncensored, our second episode. Under the TFE Radio Network, I'm your humble host and narrator once again, James Strength Navarro. Thank you once again for joining us. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to just get into something before I close off this show. Uh, I'll call this segment Food for Thought. I had mentioned in the first segment about hostility and hopefully with the change of guard in the United States presidency that there will be some positivity and will end the hostility. I say it's time for peace and the hostility. You know, we have bigger problems right now to deal with. This pandemic, we have, you know, obviously things like I had just mentioned just before with cancer and trying to find a cure for that. And, you know, whether you think it's a lofty goal or it's, you know, delusions of grandeur, you know, we need to find cures for some of our most killer diseases. And one of the diseases we have that, we seem to not want to fix or find a cure for is hostility. It has been such a tumultuous time, a tumultuous time in our world, in our society, in our culture. This year has been damn near a surreal, I would say the best way to put it is a surreal, surreal time. It has been the most surreal year I can ever imagine. And a lot of you as well could ever imagine. And everything that's been happening with Trump being the United States president and just all the shit happening there and all the fuckery that's been going on with, you know, all the racism and and, and people sniping and, and coming after each other and just mowing each other down with just insults and negativity and bullying and online bullying and, you know, mass shootings. And I mean, it's been a complete gamut a complete full gamut of just total negativity and chaos and and just just destruction it needs to stop it needs to stop i'm not going to get on my high horse here but i'm going to so i don't give a fuck you can listen to what i have to say or you could turn the show off but everything that has happened to this point has not made us happier it's made us more crazier it's made us more hostile it's made us more negatively excuse me i would rephrase that 
let me use my English a lot better, negatively more ignorant than ever. Usually people have been silent on social media, but some of those silent people are coming out and not using their platform for positive, spewing hate in every which way direction, ignoring all the positive likes on a post, for example, and just spewing their bullshit, you know, saying all kinds of nonsense. And then you go to their profile, for example, Facebook, and you go to their profile and they got nothing but rhetoric on their, pe- on their profile, their personal profile. You, they've got nothing but hate and negativity and just borderline, like, you know, just total racism shit coming out of their mouth. And it's just like, where did you come from? And why all of a sudden are you so angry? I literally think that this pandemic has made people stir crazy. I, I'm, I, I, it is what it is. It's made people stir crazy. And it's made people crazy in the head. And not to be dismissive of people who actually have mental issues or are considered, you know, a few burgers short of a happy meal. I think at the end of the day, when the time comes, when all the dust has settled on everything negative that has happened to this point, not just this year, but previous years, and all the hostile, all the killing, all the shooting, all the stabbing, all the crazy numbers everywhere from the motherland of Trinidad to Jamaica, to Guyana, to the United States, Canada, the UK, you know, third world countries, second world countries, first world countries, whatever. All the negativity that we have seen and experienced and all the just shocking things that we have seen. I hope, I hope that one day, again, this could be lofty, but I hope that one day there's just this giant imaginary broom that comes and sweeps all this negativity off of our planet. I mean, it's wishful thinking, you know, like the old song goes from the, uh, the 80s, you know, I'm the king of wishful thinking. Oh, I, I guess I am. But you know, like Tupac said, I may not change the world, but at least I could be the spark that helps the, that starts the change. I'm paraphrasing, but you understand what I'm saying. It's not just going to take one person. It's going to take many of us to really do our part, to really, really maintain a level of positivity without any negative resistance. It's going to be a lot of work that we need to do as, as ourselves, as a society, as a world, as a planet, you know, and I just... Yeah, it's like what I say about living in Toronto, living in the city. Everybody is tanked up and so angry and so vicious and ready to fight. And everybody's a tough guy and a tough girl. And it's just like, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I could take to the streets with anybody. I'm a former street guy. You know, I guess you could say once you're a street guy, you're always a street guy. But, you know, I'm street smart. I'm book smart. And I'm common sense smart. But that's what happens is that it ends with barely even one of those three things instilled in a person. People are going out there looking for a reason to fight, to be hostile, to be just arrogant, 
in, in their ways, their opinions, and what they believe, and they're forcing it down people's throats, like that, you know, Trump supporters or, or uh, you know, gun control issues or gun nuts, as they say, you know, everything that's tied to something negative, we're seeing all these, as I would say, cockroaches coming out of nowhere and just voicing their opinions and saying shit that it's just like, come on, man, who are you and what are you doing here? If you're not going to add anything positive to this table, go find yourself another table. We don't need it. Enough of the angry fucking tone. Everybody and their granny is tough, is a badass, is a gun-toting, you know, card-carrying racist member now. It's like, come on, man. You know, we have so many things that we have to try to stop. Racism, gun violence, you know civil fighting you know countries having civil wars within themselves after decades fighting for what like the gentleman that uh, i i'm not sure what his real name is in real life but the gentleman in the warriors when he's giving the speech at the beginning of the movie where he's like we're fighting for a little piece of turf right what are we fighting for we don't own shit Unless you're a, you're part of the elitist group, we don't own shit. We don't own anything. So what are we fighting for? We're fighting for a hood. We're fighting for the streets. We're fighting for a little piece of turf. We're fighting for something that we really don't have any ownership of. You know, what are we fighting for? Who are we fighting for? What are we fighting for? But again, it takes common sense to recognize and ask these questions. I always say ask why never say yes never say no until you have all the facts and figures in front of you you've done your own research you've found out yes this is on the up and up no this is not i'm not going here i'm going to go here you know never concede unless it's something that you know for sure you believe in then you be like all right i'm with it let's do this you know, whatever it could be. You know, they used to call it peer pressure, right? Now, I don't know what the fuck you call it. But at the end of the day, I want you, the listener, if you could take anything from this message right now, think about where we would be in the next three to five years as a society and as a culture. What is your contribution to society and culture? People have a choice. I'm all about pro-choice, especially if it depends on the betterment of your life. Whatever sets you free, I'm cool with it. You know, if you want to convert to Islam, if you are a Christian, you know, religion or this, that, and that, you want to just switch religions or you want to stop eating meat or you want to become a vegan or you want to start eating meat again or you just, you know, whatever. Uh, we're we're pro-choice. It should be pro-choice. Uh, abortion is a whole nother topic I'll get into some other time but like I said I'm not trying to make this show a political show but it is what it is so I hope you understand where I'm going with this we as people unless you have some real mental deficiency in your mind and your heart we have a choice to be a good person or a bad person simple as that if you are struggling 
to be a good person, keep working at it. Keep working at it. Eventually, you will be a better person than you could ever imagine. And you'll do yourself the best, the best service, becoming a better person for the better. And everybody around you or everybody that will eventually come around you will love and respect you even more. If you are already a good person, think of ways of how you could be an even better person. Because I always say that there's always room for improvement. You know, there's always room for improvement. You know, let go of that toxic person. Let them work on themselves or let karma get them, whatever the case may be. You know, you work on yourself. We're all individuals at the end of the day. Whether we're in a marriage, we're in a relationship, you know, we're dating, we're in a marriage, we're engaged, we're common law, you know, or we're single or we're dating someone or you know, you're seeing multiple people. I don't know, fuck. You know, at the end of the day, we are individuals bar none, you know. And we all have to look at after ourselves. After we look at ourselves, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and go, what kind of person do I want to be? Do I want to add to the hostility that's out there? Or do I want to be someone that stands out as a strong, strong, positive figure? You know, if you're a man or a woman, you as a person have that choice to be a good person or a bad person. Now, some people don't even know that they're a bad person. And a lot of people that I know personally are very much in denial and are very delusional about their stance in the world and how they are viewed as a person. A lot of people will say, I don't care what people think. Yeah, you do. Because... What people think about you is how your life is going to be dictated in a sense that if you have people around you, are you a pleasure to be around or is it you're one of those people that people say, stay away from, you know, don't go near her, don't go near him. He's not a good person. He's an evil person. You know, we don't know why, but, or maybe we know why, but stay away. You know, people do care. Everybody cares. Everybody cares what other people think. It is what it is. Everybody cares what people think. No matter how tough you are, how weak you are, how in between you are, people, how you are as a person is also predicated on how people treat you and how you treat people. I've always said, and I hope I'm making sense here, it's pro-choice. You could choose to be a good person, uh, a bad person, which again, most of you won't know that you're a bad person unless somebody points it out to you or you come to a self-realization that you are a bad person and you try to fix it. If you ever want to know what it's like to be treated badly, you just treat somebody else badly. Because I always believe that how you treat someone is how you want to be treated. But some people just don't get that. They think that everything has to be handed to them on a silver platter and they don't even lift a finger. You're supposed to respect them even though they've been disrespectful to you first. They won't put in the time and the effort to respect you as a person 
And if you retaliate, they act like they're the victim. You know what I'm saying? So you always have a choice and you always have, it doesn't matter what age you are. doesn't matter what age you are. You never stop learning. When you stop learning is when you cease to exist. You know, nobody should be coasting in life because that's a waste of time. Try to be something. Try to do something that's of significance. You know, try to do something for yourself and for other people. Try to do something for your circle. Like um, Hassan Campbell. I watch him on YouTube and he says, pay attention to your circle before they hurt you. I always say too, just to add to that, and I agree with what he says, because I've had people turn on me. I've had family turn on me, quote-unquote. I've had, quote-unquote, friends turn on me. Hell, I've had more, more... I've had more respect for my enemies who've wanted to kill me than... And yeah, that's a whole other story. But I've had more respect from people who've wanted to kill me than I've had with my own closest circle. Closest family. You're supposed to be closest family. You know, like, I've had more bad family experiences than anything, I'll be honest with you. Uh, my friends have always been my, my family, and my family have been my acquaintances, unfortunately. Not by choice, but it is what it is. Until those things were ever going to be fixed, I don't know, but... I come from a place of experience, so I'm sharing with you, the listener. Again, I hope I'm making sense here. You can choose to be a good person, a bad person, and you never stop learning. You don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. Nobody likes a know-it-all, by the way. But you continue to always learn and better yourself as a person. You're never too old to learn something or to learn many things. You're never too old to change. You're never too too old to learn from people who are younger than you or the same age as you or older than you. You're never too young to learn. You're never, t- like there is no age limit to knowledge. There's no age limit to betterment. There's no age limit to positivity. There's no age limit to, 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 to love and happiness. You know, and there's no age limit to fixing your mistakes. There's no time limit to fixing those mistakes or to fixing yourself as a person. There is none. You know, we have a life. As long as you're breathing, you could fix yourself if you're a bad person or if you made a mistake on something or you made a mistake on someone or with someone. You could fix it, make things positive, make things good. Because the last thing you want to do is have a bunch of motherfuckers hating you, especially the person that you look at in the mirror better yourself because whether you're a doctor a lawyer whether you're someone who is a pharmacist or you have some sort of high status job or a bunch of money and all that you can't take that with you when you die when the casket drops, you can't take any of that materialistic shit with you. You can't take the money with you. You can't take any of that with you. It's how you are as a person. First of all, it starts with yourself. And then how were you with other people? How were you? Were you a good person? Were you a bad person? Because that's all you're going to be remembered for when the casket drops. 
It's not how much money you have, how much money you made, what materialistic shit you had. You know, I always say too much flossing, like as they also say in Shatas. In the movie Shatas, it's like too much floss and dog. You know, that shit I'm not impressed by. I'm a humble cat, very humble. I don't need a whole lot of anything to make myself happy. You know, I don't need a whole lot of the materialistic things when I have more pride, when I have more positivity and I have more positive people around me. I don't have a whole lot of material possessions. I don't even drive a car. And I don't need the extra added expense because to me a car is a luxury. And where I live and how I live, I don't need it. It's a waste of money for me. Eventually, when I move and I get out of the hood, I will get my Cadillac Escalade. Uh, thank you. When I move back to the West End of Toronto, hopefully. But I don't need it. I don't need a car. I don't need as long as I have a roof over my head and food in, food in my belly at night. I'm good. Not to say I have a belly, but you know what I'm saying. I have a stomach. <laughs> it's the more manly thing to say. But anyway, my point is is that you can't take any of that shit with you. It's how you treat people. You know, were you a good person? Were you a bad person? You know, and that's what you're always going to be remembered as. Were you generous? Were you kind? Were you loving? Were you, were you a compassionate person? Were you a charitable person? Were you a helpful person? Were you someone that was a great speaker and people loved to hear you talk and, and come to you for advice? Or were you a good listener? Whatever the case may be, were you a great friend, a great mother, a father, uh, a great, um, you know, friend? Were you a great uncle, a great aunt? Were you a great grandmother, a great grandfather? Were you great as you were as a person, whatever title you have? Because your job title does not dictate if you were a good person or not. I know some people who were well off and have been well off for most of their life that are just terrible people on the inside, you know, and that's it. So that shit does not define you. The materialistic stuff, the money, the, 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 the status jobs, as I call them, that does not define you as a person. You need to have your own voice. And when you have your own voice, did you use that voice for positivity or negativity? So at the end of the day, the pro-choice side of it is that you need to fix yourself as a person. Always improve. And let's help in this, this, this sickness, as I call it, which is negativity and hostility. It's all part of the same umbrella. Let's help to defeat that. You know, as they say, give peace a chance. I don't want to sound corny, but you know, as what did Michael Jackson sing? You know, heal the world, make it a better place for you and for me and all forms of human race. Why not? He was speaking to us when he made that song. When he made that record, he was speaking to us. Why can't we do it? You know, we should be able to do it. But like I said, we need to work on ourselves first as individuals before we do anything else. It is what it is. Having said that, let's end this show on a positive note. Again, food for thought. 
I hope I made sense. Time for peace and the hostility. It's time for peace now. No more noise. Like I say, you know, I say in a joking way to some of my, my closest friends and, and people that I love, you know, don't make noise. You know, and I, I say it in a, in a funny way, but seriously, I'm going to say, don't make any more negative noise. We don't need it. You know, pick and choose your battles. You know, if someone is just going off and spewing off a bunch of shit and a bunch of rhetoric, let them. Let them do the whole, you know, Ali Frazier, Ali Foreman, rope-a-dope and just punch themselves out. And then you just watch the show. Watch them just sort of implode with their own negativity. And you just continue to stay positive. I know it's hard. I know it's hard out there to always be positive but give it a chance and you would see that pessimistic view that you have about certain things or everything in some case of some people I know you will see it slowly start to fade away and that light coming into your heart your mind body and soul and then you could finally be that positive person and be that joy and that light that people love to be around I would like to think that I'm one of those type of people. I've been through nothing but negative shit in my life for the most part. But I've had a lot of very positive moments and a lot of very positive things that have happened to me that I hold on to and I continue to expand off of. Like I said, I don't have a whole lot of materialistic belongings or possessions, but it doesn't matter because it's not needed. I have real cultivated relationships with people. I have real positive relationships with people, people that I want to be around, people that want to be around me, and we feed off of each other like that. And you'll see, and, and I've been said I'm many things, you know, by people closest to me and people that were closest to me. And those are the type of things, those type of compliments that I carry and I hold in high regard. And I don't let it get to my head like, I'm not an egomaniac, but at the end of the day, I use it as a f as fuel to my positive fire. So, anyway, always better yourself. It will always, always work. As long as you work on yourself as a person, positivity will always reign supreme. Having said that, that's the end of this show. I hope you enjoyed this show. I kind of went over a little bit more than I had wanted to, but it's all good. You know, if you like this free content and you would like to help us out, you know, make sure you get yourself a free Amazon 30-day uh, trial going and you get your free downloaded audiobook. You get to keep it whether you keep the service after the 30 days, as you heard in the commercials during the show. Uh, and also, uh, if you'd like to donate to us, you know, we have our PayPal link, uh, the www.paypal.com. Uh, excuse me, paypal.me slash TFE Navarro. You can donate there. Uh, or you could just like, share, subscribe. Uh, you know, any platform that you're listening to us on. Uh, there will be a few announcements next week uh, pertaining to additional platforms that we are now on. Excited to share that with you. And of course, if you want to just, if you can't help monetarily, cool. Like I said, like, share, subscribe. Uh, some of you could do all of it. Some of you have done all of it. You've donated or, and you've, you've joined me on social media, joined my company on social media, done the whole like, share, subscribe, as I mentioned. Or you could do one or the other. You could do all of it. 
uh, as long as it's positive and you um, you know you you like what you hear and you keep it keep it going in a positive way then you know you stick with us and you'll be uh, quite pleasantly surprised and entertained by what I have to say like I said everybody in their granny has a podcast now but I hope that this one stands out as well as the TFE Radio Trinidad and TFE Radio Wrestling which you'll hear after this show uh, you know you could choose to listen to those two shows or one of those shows or you know there's three shows three distinct different shows starting with this one on Cut and Uncensored and you could just stop right here and listen to this one or you could listen to TFE Radio Trinidad which is a whole different podcast it's everything trinidad or you could uh listen to tv radio wrestling if you're a wrestling fan you know it's like i said pro-choice you can listen to all three one two whatever or none if you listen to none well adios (laughs) but uh i hope you don't skip through anything though and you do give us a chance do give us a shot this is the tv radio network And once again, thank you very much for joining us. And before I go, I want to just give out the links for the social media. Uh, If you would like to join me on Instagram, I'm at TFE Navarro on Instagram. Also on Facebook, I am TFE Navarro on Facebook. Or you could just look up James Navarro. Uh, Also look up James Navarro on LinkedIn. Um, What else is there? Uh, TFE Navarro on Twitter. You can listen to this podcast on all 65 different platforms that we are on like as i said there's going to be a couple more announcements of additional platforms that we're on next week uh i already know what those platforms are but i wanted to get these uh these topics out and speak about everything before i start to plug even more and overwhelm all you guys with all these different links and things of that nature and all these announcements you know where i'm in this for the long haul so i want to pace myself here but uh, if you also want to join my company, it's TFE Worldwide on Twitter, Instagram. You can look up TFE, the franchise entertainment, all one word or separate words on LinkedIn. Uh, you can go to everything that pertains to us online. It's myurls.com slash TFE Worldwide. And we also are on facebook our facebook business page facebook business fan page at uh, tfe worldwide as well and there you have it this one is in the books episode two of tfe radio uncut and uncensored and please join us here again next week please join us for the following shows after this whether you let it roll or you stop it and you come back and you play them individually Uh, it's all up to you. But anyway, thank you very much for joining us once again. We'll be back here next week for episode three of TFU Radio Uncut and Uncensored. Bye for now, everyone.